Welcome back, everybody, to the Pre-Professional Podcast. This is Colton Watring alongside host Zach Kraft, and today we have a very special guest. His name is Brian Wong. Brian Wong was this year's winner of the Noble CrossFit Games for the men's 35 to 39, so he is titled World's Fittest Man. Uh, super, super excited to have him on the podcast, having a great conversation about his training leading up to the games, nutrition, everything that kind of went into the games, thought processes towards certain things. And then um, not only that, we also talked about life after the games. How is he using his platform to make a difference in the community and to help other people and kind of use that, the gift God has given him to make a difference in other people's lives. So Brian, uh, he's a phenomenal and exceptional athlete and even a better person, better man. I'm super excited for you guys to listen to this podcast. It's personally one of my favorite that we've done. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. All right, we ready? Yeah, no, I'm recording right now. Sweet. If we just had any organic conversation, I was just going to let it go. Well, welcome to the podcast, pre-professional podcast. Today we have Brian Wong, who is the fittest man on earth, age 35 to 39. I always hate having to put that age 35 to 39, because like, you're the fittest man on earth. And we're definitely branding it as the fittest man on earth. Yeah, I, can, I mean, I, I'll go for that. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a lot of other fitter guys that are much younger, but, you know. Yeah. The, uh, I'll take it. <laughs> so Brian Wong, he trains at CrossFit Haymaker. He's been coaching there for multiple years, training there for a lot. How long How long have you been there? I've been there since the beginning. So um, I, I got my L1 in 2014. Has it been close to nine, seven years, nine years? Yeah. It's eight, almost nine. Okay. And he, I think he bought the building in 2013. And um, I started. that's when I started working out in there with the uh, uh, concrete floors and, and the rig. Uh, we just had some weights sitting on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Old school. Um, yeah, so just kind of give us an intro, who you are. Like, cause you, you were born in the area, Warsaw area, around there. Just kind of tell us who you are, how you got started in CrossFit, just kind of that gist. All right. Um, so I was born here in Warsaw, and I um, actually went to school just outside of Warsaw at a small school called Tippecanoe Valley. Um. And I, you know, I played football, and I grew up. Uh, my best friend, he lived on a he lived on a dairy farm, so I spent a lot of time over there um, tossing hay bales and you know shoveling crap. So that was fun, um, fun childhood growing up there, getting in trouble with them, and and uh, you know I played football in high school, and then I went to Rose Holman um, for at during my college years. I played football for all four years there, and then. Um, once I graduated, I came back to the area and uh, started working uh, here, and I took a job at Medtronic full-time in 2010, so I've been there ever since. Um, but I've never stopped doing sports and competing and stuff, so I took a while where I just didn't – I just did tough mutters all the time. I ran a few with my friends, and, and I coached I coached some football on the side. Um, but, yeah, and I, I kind of – CrossFit piqued my interest a little bit because it was competitive and it was, you know, I like doing like kind of odd stuff like sandbags and rope climbs and, and I always, so I kind of got into that and I was at uh, the Anytime Fitness here in Warsaw, you know, and, you know, there was like wall balls and instead of doing wall balls, I was like throwing a dumbbell up in the air and just <laughs> catching it and, you know, stuff that they really frown upon. So um, Ryan, they had a, a, a post some or a, a Facebook group or something, and, and I had been asked to join it by someone who knew, worked with my wife, and um, 
yeah, I started posting some like scores and stuff. They would put like a workout up there, and I'd post my st- scores. I'm like, who? And people would be like, who the heck is this guy? Like, just. And eventually, Ryan reached out to me and asked if I wanted to coach. And I never really had any interest in, in competing. I just wanted to coach and join a, a community of people that were like minded like me, social creatures, but also, you know, want to evolve and, and adapt and, and do some crazy workouts. Now, like CrossFit, um, you're a coach. Um, I know there's a lot of people. I was one of the people myself that had a pretty negative stigma towards CrossFit, um, kind of just coming from like that bodybuilding, uh, mecha gym mindset. Uh, when you're coaching people that have that mindset coming in, even maybe maybe they don't, maybe you don't ever have people, but how do you get people to shift from that stigma uh, that CrossFit's bad? Oh, man, that's... That's easy. I mean, the internet today is so valuable. You can look up so many, you know, videos of people doing stupid things in, you know, any gym, right? I mean, I've I've seen people hurt themselves on a leg press machine or, you know, whatever. I mean, you can get hurt doing anything. I think it's valuable, um, you know, where CrossFit's valuable is that you have someone watching you to make sure that you don't do the stupid things, right? And, and you know, there are some more intense movements, but, you know, having someone there like a level one or a level two coach who knows how to get you to a point where you're more comfortable with those things, like a, a snatch or like a, a handstand push-up, right, where we have the right equipment and we have the right people making sure, uh, you know, getting progressing toward getting comfortable being upside down or being comfortable in an overhead squat and not just, you know, yeah, let's, your first day here, we're not going to make you try a, a squat snatch or anything, you know. Which is funny because that's what Zach would always come at me at. He's like, I don't think someone should jump in first day of CrossFit and snatch. It's like, well, that's not how it works. Yeah. Like at good gyms. Well, working in a, a chiropractic office, you see a lot of people that claim they do CrossFit. And you're like, uh, I probably yeah. don't. And they're like, yeah, CrossFit hurt me. And you're like, well, you probably shouldn't be doing some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's definitely people. I mean, there's people that have been there forever that can't still do an overhead squat. And they don't try to. They're like, it's beyond me. And and as coaches, we can. I mean, it's okay to encourage that kind of stuff, right? I mean, like there's people that are, you know, senior citizens that are coming in and working out, and like you don't have to do an overhead squat. Don't try to be. Don't try to be like these young guys, right? I even have to tell myself that sometime, and I'm not that old, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's kind of dive into to games prep now. So leading up to the games, like. So what was it? When did you really start? Obviously, you train all the time. But like, did you start like an actual game prep like eight months out, 12 months out, something like that? Or is it just something where you train every day and you're always ready? Like kind of how was what was your thought process? Because I also want to jump into like you do a lot of programming for yourself as well, which is something you don't see with games athletes. Yeah. Um, so I, I programmed for myself um, through my whole career. I think I, I did, you know, for like eight months. I tried misfit programming, which um, – it was all right, but you know, I I, I enjoyed do, programming my own. So, um, you know, I went back to it, and and I I think after I I think it was 2018, kind of that season, I was doing the misfit programming, and then I decided to retire, and I was like, I have no reason, no reason to do it um, any further, you know, just do my own programming, do what I like to do, and. Um, because 2018 was the year they got rid of regionals, and I was like, I, I don't know, whatever they had, they had the sanctionals and stuff, and I'm like, I can't afford to go and travel and do all that stuff. And of course, you know, we, we were growing a family at that time, and 
I was just like, I'm going to step back. And then I continued doing my programming up until um, I, even through the Open and, and stuff this year um, before going to the game. So I, I think seriously started dialing in um, not until after the quarterfinals. I just would. I wanted to stay healthy, and, and I really didn't think I had a shot because, I mean, the quarter it starts with 30,000 people, you know, in the open, or I think it was like 28,000 or whatever that signed up in my age group. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to make top 30. You know, I knew I'd make it to quarterfinals because, I mean, for me, I've always finished in like the top 2 or 3% uh, through the open. Um, but after I finished like third in the quarterfinals, I was like, man, I've got a legitimate shot. So, um, you know, it's a dial in and, and kind of fine tune some of those things that I don't always work on. Um, I, I started doing and following the uh, Mayhem programming, mm -hmm. the Mayhem Masters. And, um, it, and mostly because I've, I've seen, I know some guys that I've competed against, and they were doing the Mayhem programming, and, and I, they really enjoyed it and, and liked the, the kind of the bandwidth of the movements, exercises, and, and volume that they put in. And I thought that's a good good opportunity to prep for something I don't typically do so did you find that it helped a lot doing the mayhem masters yeah actually it, it did quite a bit because it kind of forced me to be consistent um, one of the things when I do my own programming is sometimes I'm like ah, I'm just going to cut this out and you know I don't I don't really want to work on this this week so you know it's it's easy for me to avoid some of those things um, and a lot of times it's just due to my schedule um, but when I had the mayhem programming, I'm like, I knew what I was doing a week ahead, and I'm like, I'm just going to go in there, and this is how I'm going to plan it out. And it, it just, it, it was a lot, really just trying to get my schedule to kind of work around, you know, doing like some 40-minute workouts here and there and, and, you know, in the garage, you know, for 25, 30 minutes after work, whatever I have to do. It, it did help. It kind of made everything like a regular cycle for me. Now, you said coming in through the Open and going into quarterfinals, you kind of questioned whether or not you, like, had a shot to go to the games. And obviously, that shot that you got, you succeeded in it and won the games. But what was the one area or maybe multiple areas that you were like, shoot, this needs to get better if I'm going to make the games or win whatever you're going to do? Man, one area. Um, I thought uh, – Handstand push-ups, um, that's always been a weak point of mine. Uh, for some, When I flip over, I can do a handstand walk just fine, and, and which, you know, I, I, I didn't do at the games. Uh, struggled a little bit with the handstand walk. Um, I usually do well. Um, but, you know, that's that's one area where I know I, it's, it's damage control for me, so I, I put a, a lot of work in on that. And, and running. Uh, believe it or not, I did improve my running through this season. It still wasn't great, but... Um, I just got to get more comfortable and, you know, staying upright and, and having a good cadence while I'm running. So I worked on that quite a bit uh, this year. I, th I think, yeah, probably, you know, running two or three times a week, um, long distance, and, and then also doing, you know, the interval training. And, and then uh, handstand push-ups were regular on the menu probably twice a week on between strict and uh, – Kipping and then also doing a lot of shoulder to overhead type of uh, movements. Were you doing wall facing at all before the games, or was it more back to the wall? Uh, almost all of it back to the wall. There was a couple times I think I joined in and did some wall facing just because you know I saw Corey Hill and there was doing it, and 
he kind of challenged me to do weird gymnastic stuff on you know from time to time you know yeah i see him i see him doing it in the mornings like in the gymnastic class and i'm like i gotta get in on this it's right. something weird yeah. Yeah, he's a special dude um after talking to um ryan um, a couple weeks ago he was talking about how boz programmed everything i suppose it like different than what the games usually are right Unless I, I read that wrong. Well, so Castro was the big programmer like for the past, I don't know how many years, and then Boss took over, so it's just a different style of, of programming. Okay, so going through, did you know that it was going to be a little bit different going in? Did that make you nervous if it if you knew? Um, I, I really didn't assume it was going to be a lot different. I mean, I think part of the – one of the best things about CrossFit is you can take like a CrossFitter, um, any, any level CrossFitter, and, and, and throw them into, you know – some new movement and they're going to have some confidence you know some of the guys are going to succeed so um and, and myself you know ryan's a good coach he's always back there with me and and i uh you know i myself i, I tend to do pretty well on you know learning and picking up things um i haven't tried the the crossover dubs so that's i'll let you know when <laughs> i'll let you know when i give those an attempt i've been dealing with uh you know some ankle issues and stuff and i'm I just trying to let that heal up before i go into something like crossover double unders because could be doing a lot of bouncing and whatever <laughs> that time but but yeah um, I, I was confident I was hoping that uh, I don't know it's just like a level playing field for me I, I, you know whenever they get like a new movement and everybody's kind of new to it like the, the t this year they had the parallel bar traverse which I had done before um, but not not very often and I just I, I think it's cool when they have a new movement it's just like a level playing field, and everybody just gets to go out there, and you get to see um, CrossFitters kind of at, at first struggle with it, and you see who picks it up really well and who doesn't. I, I think it's kind of cool when they put stuff in there. How long did you guys have uh, to, like, work on those parallel bar traverses? Was it, like, five minutes before the it started, or did you have, like, a night before two nights to prepare? Um, I think that we, we had, like, at least a good 12 hours okay. um, to, to prepare. But, I mean – they only let us go. So after we did the briefing, they told us what we'd be doing, and then you got one chance on the parallel bar. You know, you got one chance to go across it and feel it, and then, and then of course we were like setting up boxes in the back and, mm -hmm. and stuff. And then I think they had like a couple, couple of squat racks. They just pushed really close together, and then people would put the barbells in there and were like kind of traversing across those. So, you know, we got the, the creative minds back there. We're, we're setting stuff up, but you know, um, the barbells weren't anything is. Any, anywhere near as like bouncy as yeah. it, those were like PVC pipes and yeah. like when you get the big guys on those really flexing in the middle. Now get a little bit moving out of games prep. Um, I guess not necessarily moving out of, but getting to the games when you get there. How long did you have before the games actually started for you to like get there and get mentally prepared? And how hard was that to be like, oh my gosh, I'm here. Like I, I'm on the big stage. Um, I think that that kind of set in for me a, a long time before. Um, by the time I got there, it was mostly like just anxiety. I was just ready to go. So well, we had to be there Tuesday morning, and our first first event wasn't there. It wasn't until like Thursday afternoon. Thursday, so, yeah. so like I, I traveled up there Monday. I got a, a little training session in Monday just to kind of calm the nerves and, and keep moving. And then we drive up for, I think from here it's like a five hour drive, so it's not too bad. Um, but then, like, Tuesday, we check in, and I wanted to, like, sit on a bike and, and move around and, and kind of 
get the lay, then you know, walk around, get the lay of the land, and then like Wednesday, you know, you had the you had the um, competitors and the teams, um, you know, the, the men's group, the women's group, the teams all going, and I, that really got me like anxious. Like I want to go. It's time. It's time for me to go. And and you know, I had good thing I had Ryan back there, else I probably would be like a full workout in. He's like, let's just go. You got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> time to time to go. And and so. Um, trying to make sure that I was primed that I'm ready that was you know a little bit anxious because typically like when I go to a competition I, I never have any um, you know like when I went to Wadapalooza um, or, or any of the regionals like I in my mind I just treat it like another training session or like another training week I take a couple days off going up there but I just train right up to it and I never really prepped because I never had any intentions of winning I, I just I just went to have fun and, and so at the games, you get there. So Thursday, Thursday comes first event running. What was it like running, biking, chest bar, or is that? Uh, so the first event was running and rope climbs. Running and rope climbs. And, and okay. the shoulder to overhead. And I've been doing, um, gosh, just tons of rope climbs. Mayhem. They they program in like thirty rope climbs a week. It's it's a lot, right? You're, everyone's got scars on their shins and stuff from the from the ropes, but. Um, I was confident in the rope climbs and, and I just knew it was damage control on the run. Cause I know there's, you know, like uh, Josh uh, Maroon day, he's, he's a fantastic runner. I think I saw he signed up for like another hundred mile Two. run. I mean, I don't know what he's thinking, but it's good for him. So he's a, he's a runner and I knew the other guys were, you know, there's a couple guys in a group that weren't decent runners as well. So, I mean, to me, just damage control, um, get to the rope, get to the things I enjoy a little more. Um, was that one of the events that like helped calm your nerves? Like whenever I was about to go play like a, a college soccer game, like my first touch, I was always nervous. First touch, pass the ball out, like I'm good to go. Is that something where after your first event, the nerves kind of settled for the rest of the week, or was it like, oh crap, like it's on now? Yeah, I, I think it did help settle the nerves, and it was a good one. Um, just running, and, and there wasn't any like deep, like heavy lifting or anything like that going into that first event, which. Um, it was just kind of a grinder. Just go out there and, and do it, and do it fast, and, and there wasn't a lot of super technical stuff going on. So, um, yeah, it was really, really good workout in my opinion to throw in first and, and let everybody shake their nerves out and, and stuff like that. It was, I think, it was a great first event. Um, I didn't finish my best, but um, for me, it worked out really well to have something like that first. Now moving through the games. Um what was your favorite event? Obviously, there was you. You won. You won overall one event. Yeah. Was that your favorite one, or was there another one that you were just like, "Dude, this lights my jets. This is my favorite thing ever." Man, I, I don't really get too excited about any single event. I'm not like a, I'm not one of those guys that's just like I know I'm gonna go out and crush an event. I mean, I finished like second in all the events. I, I, the one event that I won was the swim event. I had no idea. I'm like. I mean, like I'm, I'm just good at going in the water and staying in the middle of the pack, and you know, coming out and doing, doing some work afterward, and and I ended up winning that one. I had no clue. <laughs> so, so I mean, like it, anything can, anything can happen. I just, I mean, I played my game, and you know, no pun intended. I slam, swam in my lane. It's, but it, that's typically what I do. I just kind of try to stay in my lane. Don't worry about what the other guy's doing. Do my game plan, and. Uh, I, I got a little bit away from that, but the one um, in the second event, which I 
probably was my favorite is like the heavy weighted pull up and the heavy um the heavy front squat um that was probably my the one event where i was like yeah this will be this will be fun it's just because i you know i like to sling sling the big weights and um you know it started off with that five minute bike but that was kind of a small um, small part of the workout i think i actually out of everyone I talked to, I think maybe one of I beat one of the other guys on the on on the amount of calories I put on the bike. But um, I was looking forward to the weighted pull up because we never done that before, and that's like one of my jams. I love the I love a weighted pull up. So. What was your final weight like? One fifty? Yeah, I, um, no, one forty five. Yeah, I, I did one forty five, and then I attempted um, one sixty, and I I hit my chin on the bar, and I came down, and and uh, that was a no rep, so I, I had to hit bottom of my chin you know so <laughs> so um but that was that was good and then and, and i ended with with the uh the 425 front squat which you know I, I, felt, I felt i felt like i had a little bit more in the tank too i was i saw um johnny papadopoulos i saw him had he had 455 on there and i was like if i had one more chance maybe i'd try something closer to that but i, I wasn't i wasn't it was so funny watching him in the swim event because like, he's not a swimmer, but then he'd hop off on, get on the ski erg and just absolutely like pound it. Yeah. Like what was it over two thousand calories or whatever it was per hour? It was insane. Yeah, yeah. If he if he would just get out of the water quicker, he could have yep. done some damage on that one. But yeah, he told me beforehand he was like, "This isn't. I'm not winning this one." <laughs> and I was like, "All right." But it, but if when we were going and doing the warm ups, uh, we were he was swimming at the same pace as I was during the warm ups. I just think when he got fatigued, he kind of panicked a little bit so I mean, it's, that was that was it was interesting seeing the love like the you know most of the time like we go into a workout and some of the guys are like they've got this confidence about them and like they're good and there was like it was the you know going into like the event too we have like the, the, the weights and stuff and there was like three or four guys are like yeah I'm looking forward to this and this confidence about them and then it was those same guys that were like we're gonna get in the water and they're like oh crap <laughs> this is this is this is not what I wanted to do today, you know. I was I was one of them. I wasn't looking forward to it because I know I'm not a fast not a fast swimmer. I can swim, but I'm not fast. So in this situation, would you consider yourself like a jack of all trades just because you weren't necessarily looking forward to one event specifically, being as like, man, I could crush this, but you thought you could probably place relatively high in all of them. Yeah, um, I'm I'm more of a, a sprinter, so like the short you know, short where you're just pounding out a lot of reps, really short amount of time, and and, and things, you know, kind of around that where we're we're gonna we're gonna do. Um, what was the 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 sprint workout that had like the muscle ups and then the obstacle course and then you go back? Those those are kind of my workouts. Um, and um, but as, as far as being like a jack of all trades, I mean, I try to consider myself that way. I mean, that's what you should try to be, right? When you're in CrossFit, um, but if like if you look back at like regionals and uh, I never I never win events I just I just don't like so so me I was surprised that I won one but I just don't win events I don't think in any I think that was my first event win like in any CrossFit sanctioned regional event or anything like that it was the swim workout my first win ever so I, I mean yeah I'd consider myself just kind of in the in the middle or, or you know kind of upper middle end of the pack. Yeah, cause like listening to like the audio, like watching on YouTube when you guys were in like the arena, and we couldn't get in. It was like you were quiet every single event. Like they'd be like, "Oh, there's Brian Wong," and then they go to Papadopoulos, or they go to like some quote unquote bigger name guys. But it's like you were always never in the spotlight, but always just outside of it. Yeah, just just uh, just outside of the spotlight, right? Yeah. You're just sneaking around. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I, I think like this, the the event with the traverses, I was in first because I was the only one that you know decided to to go unbroken on the um, on the the squat cleans, um, and that was probably the only time my I think because my dad was watching, um, and he was like, "That's the only time we've ever seen you like on the camera." Cause the rest of the time, it's on somebody else, and I was like, "Well, it's just that's how I that's how I play. I stay out of the, stay out of the spotlight and just, you know stay sneaky." Yeah, obviously it worked out for you. Yeah, when the first event, did you play second pretty much in all of them, other than the one you won? No, um, man, the first day wasn't that good of a day uh, for me. I, I finished seventh in the handstand walk one, sixth in the in the first one with the run, and then I finished second on the the heavy squat. So the first day I was kind of shaky for me. Um, Second day we had two events. I finished second in both of those, and then I and then, man, I think I might have finished second in the first event on day three, which I can't right now. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, because was that the one where you had to do like the you had to push? Yeah, you had to do the sandbag carries. Oh yeah, yeah, the carrying Karen. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's um, how could I forget that one? Still have nightmares about that sled push. <laughs> that was like a, it was almost a photo finish at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, Josh and I were side by side and he jumped the gun and, and took off a little bit be right before he crossed the line and then they had to go back and push his sled like an extra three or four feet or whatever it was yeah, so, yeah um yeah i finished second on that one too to papadopoulos again and i think all my second place finishes were to well i, I finished second on the the parallel up traverse one to uh is that gamboa is that who it was no um I can't think of his name right now. From Columbia. Um, I can see his face. I just can't think of his yeah. name. Now, with the not knowing exactly where you were at and finishing and not winning all the events and still coming out on top, was there a moment where you were like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to win this before you actually won it. Or did you just think, like, you're just kind of just doing it the whole time? Yeah, um, I, I was. I kind of had that attitude. After I finished second in the, in the Karen Karen, I was like, man, I have a legitimate shot. As long as I don't screw up the winning event, or, or the swimming event, sorry, and then, and then I end up winning, right? So, like, and I didn't know for a half hour. It's a funny story because, I, like, I finished the event. And I couldn't see anything. I had water in my goggles, and, and I, on the screen they had like these plastic bags over, and I had like water in there, so I couldn't really see. I could just see my name, and I could see how many calories I was doing. And I was like, if I just keep my like my speed at, at this, and I'll, I'll win. And then like after the event's over, I'm like, who won? And I, I was I, I go and I, I showered, and I, I uh, you know dried off, and I'm walking around the pool, and I still I had no idea who won. And every everybody in the everybody in the the um that was in the event we took the bus back to the stadium and like I, you might have won dude and i was like no you guys are lying to me but nobody nobody really knew because it was like it, it was over we walked off and you couldn't really see who who had won or anything like that and so like i was just walking around and ryan ryan came up to me and he's like hey dude you you're in first place and you've got a pretty good margin and i think at that point i was like i just i could i mean i still could have lost but at that point i was like got this i just gotta push this push this last event and, and not finish outside of like the top five or whatever i think i had like a 60 point margin so yeah, you just um, couldn't get sixth i think or seventh or something yeah i like couldn't that. get i couldn't get six places behind roy mm -hmm. um so I, at that point i was like i i've got this i could do this 
you know, and it was a, it was a decent event for me. I can, you know, I can I can hit the assault bike and sandbag cleans, um, but you know, it, it was I finished fourth in that one. I think so. I saw at the end, I, like I saw him, I was right right behind him, and I knew um, I knew there was someone else in front of me, and I was like, I, I'm just gonna. I thought back. I was hurting. I was like. I think once I got off like the bike and stuff, my quads were pretty pretty tore up and just trying to do that sandbag clean. And so I, I dropped it on the last two and, and um you know, I finished on the line the finish line and my wife was like standing there, she's like, You did it and I was like I was like, I can't believe this is happening. It's not real. <laughs> yeah, was it like a pure bliss moment when you crossed that finish line and were like, I just won the CrossFit games? Yeah, I mean it was it was incredible. I, I mean it, it was great because I got to be there and celebrate with my family and with you know we had a lot of friends that showed up i mean there was from our our gym there was like i don't know 15 yeah, there's so a good there's a good group I, I got a picture with everybody but i don't think everybody was in there but it, you know being able to celebrate with your friends and with your family is that like share that moment was awesome and you know i go across i cross the finish line and my wife's right there both my kids are like screaming and and that was um it was good screaming not like the Throwing a fit, screaming, but you know that, that I I got to cross and finish line, and then they're the first thing I see and 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 share that moment with them. It was awesome. So, um, you know that that kind of sealed it for me. And then, and then you know ever ever since then it's been kind of like a just I have to remind myself like I I did do it. I, you know, but that was the that was kind of like the biggest moment for me. Now training moving forward, are you kind of like, well, I got there and I did it, so I'm going to kind of coast now and just train and live and do CrossFit? Or are you like, I want to go back next year and I want to do the same thing? Man, the, the competitive part of me says I want to go back next year and then I want to compete. I, I was unfortunate that I didn't get to compete, you know, with like uh, Sam Dancer in the field. Um, he's he's was projected to win, and I know he's we've competed before and he's He's a great athlete, but something about just being on that stage with him, and I think he brings a lot, a lot of good energy to the to the CrossFit community, and and you know I want to be part of that, but at the same time I I kind of want to be done with competing, but I I don't think I will be. Um, just just I'll see how it goes. I'll let it, I'll let the year you know determine how my training goes and my schedule. I know that I know sometime I'm gonna have to go um to you know for work I'm gonna have to go outside of the states and some stuff for a good period of time um and you know i don't know when that's going to fall it might be during the middle of the open so who knows who knows what's going to happen if if schedule permits and work permits my training then i'll keep training but you know right now i'm just gonna enjoy do the things i enjoy so overall like games prep at the games everything what was the hardest thing that you had to go through and then what was like something you thought was going to be super hard but was actually pretty easy Oh, the hardest thing I had to go through was definitely the training, like the day-to-day -day stuff. I mean, um, a lot of people don't know this, but my job, like I, I, had a, I had a piece of equipment that came in, and I had to, I was responsible for integrating that. Uh, I'm an engineer, um, and I was responsible for integrating this piece of equipment into our manufacturing line, and it showed up on July 4th, like that week. And so since then, that stressed me out i mean i was working till like seven o'clock and, and some nights and, and later um you know and then in the evenings after that it was that piece of equipment's installed i was working you know in the evenings trying to keep you know manufacturing up 
um, you know, up to speed with it and being able to do troubleshooting on things that, you know, kind of came up. And during that time, that was just really difficult. Like, there was times where I wanted to give up. And, and I think one morning I woke up, and for whatever reason, my ankle's, like, swollen the side of a softball, and I couldn't walk. And, you know, just a, a couple – you know, small injuries. I'm like, man, they're not healing up. I'm super stressed out. That that was that took a toll on me. Um, in, in you know the family too. Tara was, she she was there to encourage me, but man, I, I could tell she was frustrated. I was being kind of a diva at times. So, um, but that that was certainly the hardest part, and certainly all that stress and all the training and the volume that I put in really made the games a lot more manageable. Um, so. That was one of the things um, that was super easy when I got there. I'm like, I, I made it through, like, looking at the volume that I put in in the training leading up to the games and then the volume that we did at the games. Um, I was like, man, I can do this. This is this is manageable. Um, and, and I didn't really have a problem with the volume. The intensity, I mean, you know, your legs were sore at the end, especially, like, the ending on that, that last day. You had um, the carry and Karen and that. 150 wall balls and then the sled push and you know that that really messed my legs up for like the last event so I was feeling it at the end but again the volume was at least just manageable so I feel like one thing that like I mean I personally struggle with and I know a lot of people struggle with is like finding a way to make your training in your life and whatever you balance out so you can give an adequate amount of time everywhere you need to obviously you found a way to do that how did you do it and do it well and obviously compete at the highest level and win at the highest level and still make time for everybody and everything? Yeah, that's um, – so I think you're hitting on it there, one of, like, the key secret to success in, in fitness or whatever your fitness goals are is just consistently consistency, right? I mean, if you can get in and do what you need to do um, – whatever your schedule allows. If I only have 40 minutes, I'm going to work, work out for 40 minutes. If I have 30 minutes, I'm going to do what I need to do for 30 minutes. And, and sometimes you're sometimes going about that with your schedule. It's triage, man. You're just, you're, you know, whatever you need to work on the most, that's what you got to do, right? Like um, running, for example, there was one day where I was like, I was working and all I had was like, I had like a, I had like 40 minutes of, of downtime before I had to be on to the next thing and, so I, I ran, I, I put my running shoes on in the car and I got home and I literally jumped out of the truck and I started, I just start warming up and go on my run. And it was like 25 minutes of intervals, hop in the shower in my truck back to work. And it was, you know, fortunately I wait, I, I only work like 10 minutes away on a, you know, when the, when the roads are busy. So, you know, being able to do those things, um, and sometimes it's tough. I mean, you, you miss out on like, pack my lunch and I eat it at two o'clock sometimes and you miss out on some of those things but you know if you, your fitness goals are that important you'll squeeze them in where you can squeeze them in yeah. I mean like I, I've got kind of we're sitting in my home gym setup right now like if I have if I work up you know an extra half hour early and I'll just come out and I'll, I'll you know do, do my bike workout or I'll do you know some light Olympic work that I had planned for later in the day so um you know, anybody, whatever your fitness goals are, if you are consistent and you dedicate that time, right, and you plan it out, you can do it. It's, it's And I say the same thing for, like, nutrition, right? If you meal prep, 
right? You're going to follow the plan. You've already got it laid out for you. You've got a plan. If you go to, if you wake up in the morning and you don't have any food made, you don't have anything, you're going to eat whatever's available, right? And that's the same thing. If you don't have a plan for your fitness, if you have, a, if you don't have a plan for what you're going to do that day, you're going to do whatever's available. And and if you've only got 40 minutes, you don't you don't have time to plan to to write up a workout and make a plan on the fly. So, so having that schedule and having that consistency and being able to keep it week after week is what really is going to drive success. And, you know, um, it's hard to do when you have an office job. I mean, I know a lot of guys in there that struggle and you have to do what you can do. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of transition out, out of the games. So I don't you are a very humble athlete, in my opinion. Like, you don't go out of your way to, like, brag about yourself and things like that. So I'm going to do it for you real quick. Um, after the games, talk to us about what you did to help some members in the community with some of the, um, like, your winnings or what you got from the games, trying to sell that to help people help people out. Go into, go into that a little bit for us. Yeah, I think um, – so when I was done and I finished, well, my wife and I were driving home, and I was just – I was kind of – going through all the memories of, you know, and, and trying to just kind of replaying and talking to her about the weekend and, and, and how I felt mentally and emotionally and spiritually. And um, one of the things was that like, I, you know, the people in the gym bought t-shirts with my name on it and people in the gym, you know, helped donate money to help pay for my trip there. And, and, and they supported me, um, you know, like Jackson, Jackson, J.C. Stuckey, he's, he came in to watch or judge every single workout that I did through the open. Um, I want to say almost everyone. I, I think he did, he did um, well, I think one night his son had like a, a track meet or something like that that he'd, he, he came to watch my first workout. He did, he's like, all right, I got to go. And then, then he left and, and then, um, Josh Crabb kind of took over, and, and he was doing the judging and stuff. So, like, those guys, there was people there that were doing that, um, judging me, being there to support, run a camera and stuff like that. I mean, that's – there's a lot of people. It's not a it, – it's not like a solo deal, right? There's um, coaches like uh, Corey and Ryan that just like, hey, you're doing this, and you're lifting, and there's, there's always an eye on you and things like that. So I wanted to give back to that same community and – um try to help someone out kind of pay it forward um, and and I and I I've been on kind of a spiritual journey over the last you know 10 years since I've you know since I've met my wife really um, I've been on a spiritual journey getting closer with to God and, and trying to you know fulfill God's mission and what he has planned for me and uh, we were on the way home and, and my wife she got actually um, a couple in our gym their names are uh, Dan and Madison they decided they were going to go all in and, and do missionary work. And so they're going through their, their um, I guess, the, their Bible training right now. They're doing learning about all the different books of the Bible. And, the, and um, so their journey's just beginning. But they actually sent me, like, uh, congratulations and then Venmo me, like, uh, you know, a few dollars to, and, and said, have, you know, here's dinner on us. Enjoy, enjoy a night with wife and kids and I was like they shouldn't be they're they're going out of their way to do something I'm like they Tara said let's let's do something for them because they're fulfilling 
God's mission. They're going out to wherever they're going to go, like the, the ends of the world, I guess. And I, they're like, let's do something for them. And I was like, well, I got all this noble gear that I can't wear. You know, I, we, we talked, I mean, before the camera, before the mics were on, we were saying, like, I can't, I couldn't fit in any of the shoes because I have such wide feet. So I was like, let's try to sell, I'm going to try to sell everything. I'm going to raffle off a couple shirts and stuff. And, and I ended up making up, making enough money that I was, you know, um, I don't want to say I, I was, but the community kind of pitched in and we were able to sell all these things and, and make enough money to um, pay for the rest of their uh, Bible, their learning phase, I guess, the Bible Institute tuition, which, I mean, it's a lot more expensive than I thought it was. Uh, but, you know, I, just, I was fortunate enough to be part of that and then, you know, FaceTime because they didn't, we had a party or whatever. And um, where we did all the raffle and stuff like that and they weren't able to make it. Uh, but I was able to FaceTime them and tell them. And, and I mean, it was just the emotions and stuff that went into it. I don't want to start crying. So, I mean, it was just, it was just a great thing to be a part of. And I, and um, it, it's just, I, I don't want to be someone that, you know, I don't want to just want to be a name that people remember. Cause I did, I worked out really hard. I want to help the people in the community. I want to help fulfill God's mission that's a that's a big thing for me i don't want to sit in the dark and um you know wish wish good things for these people that are doing what i can't do i mean that's a big step to leave your life behind leave your comforts behind and go um go to a place that may not be safe or whatever so i i don't know that was that was a huge um you know blessing to to be able to be part of that and i know it was a huge blessing to them because that's a, it's it's a it's a long journey and they need all the support they can get. No, that's, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I think it's, it's real. I think it's real cool. Um, a lot of people kind of look at the whole fitness community and they think it's very one-sided and it's all about yourself and it, they don't understand that it brings a sort of community, especially with CrossFit. There is a huge community in CrossFit. Um, something that I feel like a lot of people should be envious of. And it gives you an opportunity to dig deeper than the self-improvement. And it gives you the opportunity to meet people. And obviously, it gave you the opportunity to help somebody along in a journey that's way bigger than anything that you or me or Colton are doing here in Middlebury, Indiana. You know, like Mayberry. Mayberry, that's not what I'm thinking. We have a Middlebury. Never mind. Mayberry, you know, like... It's close. It's a real place, though. But, you're yeah. on the map, so. <laughs> but it's one of those things that we don't think about when we're here in a little hometown Indiana, um, and you were able to use the community that came around you through fitness in order to change somebody's life. It was cool. Like, who would have thought some some football player from Tippy Valley was going to help pay off someone's missionary school 10 years, 12 years down the road and win the CrossFit Games and not – that's that's something that's very cool is I haven't seen you do one thing to bring glory to yourself from the CrossFit Games. It's all to help other people. And, like, you don't see that too often when someone wins something big, especially to, to the effect of, like, winning the CrossFit Games. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say I've, I've been completely not, you know, selfish in this. I mean, there's, there's you know, times where I've, I kind of I, – I get – I want to enjoy that, you know, the win and, you know. But I think it's important to kind of humble ourselves and, and realize that, you know, like, yeah, this is – Winning, it's something, right? I've dedicated my life to fitness, and, and I love fitness. I love working out, but that's not that important in the grand scheme of things. There's a world of 
of you know people out there that are not being reached by Christian, you know, they don't know the gospel. And, and, you know, to me, it's helped turn my life around. I mean, before I, before I knew my wife, before um, I met Christ, before I met my wife, before I knew Christ, kind of got those things backwards. But, um, you know, I was on a, I was on a, my, my path wasn't, you know, very promising. I, I didn't know what I wanted in life. I didn't have purpose. I just did did what I did because of, you know that was normal and 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 now I, I have an opportunity to use my platform or use um, this talent that God's given me to help benefit other people and, and I'm not done yet I, I want to there's other things I want to do and I want to help um, within the community and, and you know bring people in just like you said CrossFit's got a huge community and there's lots of people that are willing to help and they want to be part of something bigger and that's why they've that's why they joined CrossFit, um, you know, not not because CrossFit is something bigger, but they, it's a social thing. It's, it's part of being um, something. You don't just go in the gym and put your headphones on and, and ignore everybody, get your workout out in and, and, and get done. You go in and you meet people. You become a part of their life and you become a part of their journey too. And I think that's the best thing about CrossFit. Uh, my, my journey was my own until I joined the gym. I wanted to coach and I wanted to help people on their journey and they all end up helping me on my journey as well, right? So it was a it was a two it was a it's a relationship and, and you don't get that when you just go into the gym and and you you know you put your headphones on while you run on the elliptical or whatever, right? I mean there's only so much of that you can take before you need encouragement from somewhere else. And and that's that's the beauty of it. I want to keep being a part of that, and, and I'll, I'll compete, um, you know, if, if God allows it, and, and if not, I'll find another way, another way to help, another way to be a part of the community. Maybe the next, maybe, you know, the next CrossFit athlete, someone in there that needs my help that I can step in and be, you know, fill the role of, of coach or, or whatever, um, or, or mentor or something. Or maybe there's a completely different direction after this. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, you know. See, I, I just love, I love that that's like a mindset for you, especially, I mean, you won the game. So obviously I, I'd assume you're probably gaining a little bit of notoriety in the, the CrossFit sect or whatever it is, the section, the sanction or whatever the word is. I assume people kind of know your name. You kind of got yourself out there. I mean, I, I think so. I, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people, not a lot of people, you know, not as many people pay attention to the masters, but um, I'm, I'm hoping I was told Matt Rattay told me that I needed to, you know, have do more Instagram posts. So maybe that'll come in the future. I need a like a, a content manager or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're getting to the point with a content manager. Yeah, there we go. Colton, what do you got going on, man? No, <laughs> trust me, you do not want me to create content. That's all right. Not That's all right. I, I I do. I mean, I yeah, maybe a little bit bigger name. Hopefully this platform uh maybe gives me the ability to help influence other people in a positive direction i, I think um god's missing or, or a lot of people in this this world are, are are missing out on you know the spiritual aspect in the community aspect so whatever i can help and wherever i can help point people in the right direction i want to be part of that yeah. that's awesome i mean i think that's that's a great way to end it i don't i don't have anything else do you guys i'm good oh, that was awesome well uh Brian, appreciate letting us uh, join you on the podcast. Appreciate having us, hosting us at your house in your garage gym. 
great conversation. I love being in the gym. Love being nice. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. It's you got an awesome heart, awesome story, you're doing good stuff, and obviously you're a great athlete. So, what more can you ask for? You know, <laughs> man, can't ask for much more, right? I got to, I got, to, I got, a, I got an awesome family. I got a great community. So, living the life. Yeah, awesome, awesome man. Well, we appreciate it. All right, thank you guys.